Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Welcome back to the one, the only, the Coyote Fitness Podcast, where we are literally killing it each and every day. Changing the world one episode at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Getting the studio. swole, as they say. <laughs> if they still say that, I don't know. Keeping it lit, yeah. all the other what, Whatever, things, whatever things people say, that's what we say here, right? <laughs> I love that the dude that is just like the most fresh to CrossFit, clearly the least... Out Experience. of shape, it has to establish the energy energy coming to the podcast. Yeah, well, like, get yeah. excited about fitness, but I don't because uh, it's hard. <laughs> hey, by the way, how is on ramp going? I hate every second of it. Every second, <laughs> it just reminds me ways. how out of shape I am. But yeah. it's nice knowing that I can go out and play basketball with all the sixth graders that usually kick my butt, and it's not as bad as it used to be. So you're already getting in better shape just yeah. just a few weeks in, right? Yeah, which. Luckily, I wasn't like that far off. You're killing on ramp, so you got to go through this program so that you can join in with the classes and have some confidence. And you're like, I want to do three a day to get to those classes. And uh, now you've suddenly become acquainted with bottles of Advil everywhere. Yeah, suddenly the 45 pound bar is much heavier than I remembered in 12th grade. <laughs> and everybody experiences that, especially going through. We were going through some drills yesterday, and I was like, if he doesn't let me put this 45 pound bar down, I'm going to walk out of this place. Crazy how heavy that thing gets after a while so we're back for episode two we've got uh, obviously chris allen and hunter owen in the studio with us how are you guys today fantastic oh we're good man one word answer i love it just straight to the straight to the point there fantastic so i'd like to launch us into our topic for the day it's one i think it's going to cause a lot of discussion among all of us and it just comes down to two words and i think it's a question that most people ask when they they hear crossfit and they they usually don't get a solid answer i'll be honest because people go deeply personal and they're not able to back up and just kind of give these general things that are positive about the form of exercise the form of fitness that we're partial to which is crossfit so the big topic leading into episode two today is why CrossFit? Why would I choose out of all the things? And man, fitness is exploding. There's so many different, I heard about one the other day where you can actually go and exercise in a sauna and people are signing up for this, right? Have you, you guys heard about this? It's some sort of like, like, like a hot yoga or yeah, something Yeah, it's like, like some kind of hot, like hot, hot exercise. Yoga. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm like, we, we do that all the time. It's Mississippi, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just outside. go outside. Just walk outside. <laughs> but people are so, there's so many different things that you can sign up for. We've got this, uh, the heart rate uh, based stuff that's going on. You've got the group stuff that's going on. When people are looking at all these options, they're trying to figure out, is it worth it uh, monetarily for me to sign up for this? Why would I choose, if I'm on the fringe here listening to this fitness podcast, why would I choose CrossFit? Yeah, I think that's something that we want to talk about because we've all tried a lot of different things. We've we've got a lot of background in not just CrossFit, but in fitness and, and strength training in general. Um, and I think you know, we, we all chose it for a reason, you know, there's a reason. So I, th- I think that's something that we wanted to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's important to say at this point, it's not that, that other genres of, of exercise don't have their benefits. I mean, when you yeah. get the human body moving, there are going to be benefits to that. When you choose to not sit you behind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to leave it there, but thank you. Uh, I'm here for you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so you decide that you're going to develop an active lifestyle. You know, there's so many things that you can choose, and all of them have benefits. But for us, we would say uh, CrossFit has the most benefits for many, many reasons, and we're, we're going to kick those around. But I think it's not so much that we're saying every other thing that you could do is bad but for us this is the best for some very particular reasons and i'm i'd love to hear your thoughts on this chris well the the first thing that i always tell people when they want to know what makes what makes crossfit different is i tell people okay most most people they just want to be fitter they want to improve their fitness level well if i were to ask them okay what is fitness to you they can't give you a definite answer i mean i you can uh you can even look fitness up in the uh, in Webster's dictionary and it's just a very broad thing. But what CrossFit has done is taken uh taken fitness and made it something that is observable, measurable, and repeatable. Okay, so we can uh, uh we can bring we can bring somebody in and we can show you based on based on data how you are getting fitter. And um, and I think that is a one of the. I mean, obviously there are other things that 
uh, that there are other forms of training where you can do the same thing, but most of them are sports specific. You know, you can go if you want to be a runner. Yeah, obviously you can look at your run times and you can see uh, and you can see what you're uh, how you're improving and all that. But not everybody wants to be that specific. I mean, not all, there are some people who all they do is run and that's fine with them and more power to you if that's you. But uh, for people who want overall fitness until this has come along, there hasn't really been a way to actually measure progress through that to really define it so the focus i think for a lot of people i I hear this phrase a lot hey man i'm just i'm looking to look good naked that's what i want to do exactly i want to just be generally that's what we're really getting down to yeah (laughs) i want to i want to look like i did 15 years ago and Mm -hmm. so it's really kind of up in the air and nebulous and but what crossfit is able to do is to tell you uh how you're getting better the speed the rate at which you're getting better and it kind of expands the categories just a little bit and takes the focus off and I'm, i'm playing off what you're saying here correct me if i'm wrong but it takes the focus off that number on the scale or it takes the focus off, you know, the pant size, the things that people normally drill down on and say, that's how I'm going to measure my progress. And it puts it on something else where you can have these more consistent, smaller victories that lead to that end. Because if I go in and I know, let's say you go through a cycle in CrossFit as, as a lot of CrossFit gyms program and cycles, mm. you get to the end of an eight week cycle or a six week cycle and you can measure against that workout when you first did it. Well, that's got nothing to do, uh, you know, with how you're feeling out an extra large shirt or if you had to go buy some smaller pants but you still get that feeling of accomplishment because you've got this measurable progress that is more than just i think what most people do in the fitness world did i go four times this week to some place to become more fit exactly and that, that dies out pretty quick it's so i think this gets down to the heart of that a little bit of that addiction piece for crossfit people and why they're talking about it so much because let's be honest we do talk about it a lot P- people mostly don't wonder if we do crossfit because we let them know pretty <laughs> right. quick right but it's because we're excited about the, the level of accomplishment uh, especially these days there's so few things where you can get excited about getting better frequently and crossfit provides that for people i think that's a great thing so measurable progress would be number one uh, what, what about you, Hunter? How do well, you feel about it? Well, let's talk a little bit more about the measurable progress aspect of it um, and goal setting. I mean, like you come in the gym and you set a goal to – you might be able to do it in one, two, three months, whatever. But if you're working towards that goal, um, it's going to help you achieve your body composition goal. So the, the example I always give to people when they're starting out is a, a pull-up, being able to do a strict pull-up. So – um, a lot of people walk in the gym and they can't do a strict pull-up and say, okay, well, I want to be able to do this. What do I need to do to work on this? Well, I got to work on my strict pull-ups. You know, I'm going to, I got to build my upper body strength and it also help if I lose some weight to get lighter. So say you work on this, you work on this two months down the road. All right. Hey, I got a strict pull-up. That's awesome. That's going to keep you motivated and then say, Hey, what else do I want to work on? But what are the byproducts of that? your body composition has changed, right? You've put on muscle uh, in your upper body to be able to do that. And then you've also probably burned some fat by losing the weight. And so if if your goal is you're just walking in, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds, um, and that's the only thing I'm working on, it's going to be a lot harder to get there, um, you know, who's, who's who's to say that you're not losing mostly muscle instead of fat? You know, but if you're if you're setting performance based goals, you're you're setting yourself up to have better body composition um, and a healthier, healthier body. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Is it just having that sense of progress and being able to measure the right thing, I think, is is really important and being able to face those things that intimidate you. And this is kind of a little offshoot of this idea, but I think it's worth bringing up. Uh, from a guy from my perspective you know I, I haven't made the games just because it hasn't been a priority for me uh, but uh, so I could probably shift that but there are just so many things I'm great at I don't know if I can really <laughs> focus on that one thing like pipe smoking uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, beer, a lot whiskey. of talents yeah so for, for me it's also being able to walk in and to say to someone who does know more than I do okay I want to be able to let's talk about the infamous ring muscle up I want to be able to get a ring muscle up. So what is what's someone going to do if they're talking about measurable progress? They're probably going to measure how much time they spent in a week working on the ring muscle up. Well, you guys and most people who are running CrossFit boxes are able to say, hey, let's break that down. There are a lot of things involved in that movement. Watching someone attempt to do that, then you can say, okay, let's not focus on getting that ring muscle up right now. What you need to work on is being able to knock out 
25 ring dips because you've got a ring dip at the top of that muscle up you don't want to get to the top of the rings and then be stranded Uh, so let's break that down into more attainable goals so that you can get those smaller victories over time and that's what you're starting to measure and then that bigger goal happens by itself i think that's pretty important as we're talking about fitness being approachable because there's there's no denying that fitness these days is a very intimidating proposition especially when you walk into uh, a crossfit box and you see people who are incredibly fit and can do things you're like man i not only can i not strict pull up but there's no way i could jump on a 24 inch box i've just got too much anxiety about that but the people inside of of coyote especially i want to celebrate our crossfit box intentionally we're able to break that down for someone and say well don't worry about the box right now let's just figure out can you jump on top of a 25 pound plate and keep moving and then before you know it inside of a couple of weeks that same person has the confidence to be able to jump on on top of that box so the measurable progress i think is a really big deal not just because you can assign numbers on a whiteboard but because you can break down how you're actually what it is you're actually looking at and calling calling progress because there are so many people out there that are reducing that number on the scale but you're absolutely right hunter they are just destroying their muscle composition Mm -hmm. you know they're all sunken in they're destroying their joints they're not taking enough calories this is a it's a pretty complex issue but you've got guys that are pros that are setting up that measurable progress so one other thing you you kind of hinted at it a couple of minutes ago hunter but i want to pull this out a little more just this idea of health overall health Uh, CrossFit, I won't say has cornered the market, but they are certainly, certainly more intelligent than most forms of exercise in overall health. Yeah. So CrossFit, you know, is huge on not just exercise, you know, diet, uh, lifestyle, all that stuff that goes into overall health. Um, Let's talk a little bit about first just the exercise portion of it. Um, There's a lot of studies that are coming out now that are saying that that muscle mass is the biggest indicator of life expectancy. Okay, so like uh, there's, I think it was a German study, the number one indicator was leg strength. Okay, so what is that telling us? If you're exercising and you're not working on building muscle, then you're not really doing anything for your overall health. Um, CrossFit is huge on on building building muscle. You know, we do it in a lot of different ways. You know, we'll have strength days. We'll do, you know, Metcons with, with uh, weights and all that type of stuff. But we're, we're huge on, you know, you need to be burning fat, but you also need to be building muscle. We're not just trying to lose 30 pounds for the sake of losing 30 pounds. We're trying to get our, our friend time better. We're trying to get our lifts up. We're trying to get our 5K time down. All that by building muscle. So, you know, what else, what else are, what other benefits are there to, to building muscle? It's going to take pressure off your joints. How many people sit around and have joint pain? You know, my, my, my mom is, they don't even do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, They don't do anything. And their, 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 their back hurts, their, their elbow hurts, their shoulder hurts, their knees hurt, all that type of stuff because they don't have the muscle to support those joints. You know, my mom is, uh, is a great example. She's been doing CrossFit for about five years now. She had uh really bad arthritis when she started. Um, and CrossFit has almost completely alleviated that. Um, and, you know, a typical type person would say, oh, if your joints hurt, you can't be lifting weights. You can't be doing that type of stuff, which it's the complete opposite. You need to be building that muscle because it's what's going to support your, yourself. You're going to feel better. And and what what do we do? What are we using when we're doing activities? We're using muscle. We're not using fat. So if you want to be able to to pick up your grandkids, carry a 40-pound bag of dog food in, you need you need muscle to be able to do that. So that's why we're so big on, on building building muscle. And then, you know, just the overall health aspect. You know, if you're working out three or four times a week, you're just gonna feel better. You're gonna have more energy. You're gonna you're gonna be more likely to do other things. Um it it, it, it all goes hand in hand. You know, it's not just about coming in and getting a workout. It's about improving your overall health, lifestyle and and what that's going to do is it's going to give you more years in your life it's going to make you give you more quality to those years too i can't tell you how many times i've been offered uh, to go to lunch and i'm thinking as i'm will i accept this invitation i'm thinking about the workout because part of what we do is release the workout so you know what's ahead of you which is kind of terrifying but also (laughs) empowering because you're like hey this is what i have to do and i'm not really looking to uh stop and have this huge greek meal or this huge greasy meal off uh, off of a grease pit somewhere because i know i'm about to have to go do an exercise that's got burpees and i don't want to be the guy that empties my gut on the black mat so it it allows you to make 
make choices rather than just I'm going to restrict myself. I'm going to dietary just restrict myself because that's what I'm supposed to do right now. In fact, and I'm sure we'll get to this in later episodes, you actually have to eat more. It allows you a little bit of freedom as you're as you're working and using your body. You can eat more, but it, it allows you to pursue health in a, in a way that you're you've got this accountability, but it's not somebody looking over your shoulder saying, "Don't eat that. You don't need to eat that. It's not good for you." You're able to make that internal decision. Hey, I want to be able to go to the gym and feel good about what I'm doing today. This gets back to the measurable progress, and then you get a little bit addicted to it because you do feel better. You realize that you can spend all day playing with your kids and you're not smoked, you know. And even talking about your alcohol intake, you're sitting there on a Saturday, and let's say that you've gone to one of the Saturday morning workouts where most guys and girls they're not going to be men and women who will go work out in the morning and then throw back 25 beers watching football for the rest of the day you just set the tone for your days in your life that you're investing in yourself to get better and it makes it a lot easier i guess what i'm trying to get down to it makes it a lot easier to discern this is good for me and this is bad for me you know because you you talk to guys who have been out all night on a thursday night and then they show up for that friday workout there's a lot of regret there right so it's not not just health as far as we're going to be able to take our shirt off at the pool it's overall health that has really practical implications and maybe this is a i'd love to get your thoughts on this chris crossfit seems to be really intentional about exposing weaknesses which i feel like i've learned over time means that you're trying to create a well-rounded athlete but not so that just so that they'll be good at crossfit you know i see a lot of guys who are able to pick up the gym but if you ask them to walk to a stop sign and back they'd be winded and you know that's not a that's not good for your overall life you know you don't just spend your life picking up as many heavy things as possible so part of that exposing the weakness does that have something to do with just the overall lifestyle you're looking to provide for athletes yeah so they i'm trying a good example we could go with here let's just say we took a we took a spin class, okay, and uh, that's uh, that's what you did for your uh, for your physical activity. You go to a spin class three days a week, okay. Well, yeah, you're going to get some adaptation from that, especially if you haven't. Um, if you're coming from a sedentary lifestyle, you're going to go in. You're going to increase some uh, some muscle endurance. You're going to increase some cardiovascular conditioning. But um, how do we really know if you're if you're actually improving, if you're actually getting better, I mean, you will improve some, but here's the thing is the body is designed to do one thing that survive. And it survives by, uh, being able to efficiently adapt to stress. Okay. So eventually, you know, you're going to get really, really good at sitting on a spin bike. Okay. But eventually that's going, eventually you're going to plateau with that because you're not feeding any new stress to, uh, to your body. Okay. So now, let's uh let's take a look at somebody who's um you know they're just they're going to the gym so i'm gonna do i'm gonna do three sets of 10 on back squat and then i'm gonna go uh then i'm gonna go run a mile well you know okay that's fine you're doing that a couple days a week and then the second i ask you to do three rounds of 10 back squats and then run 400 meters it's going to be like you've never back squatted before and it's going to be like you've never ran before so show me where you're specializing and I'll show you where you need work. And part of the problem with that yeah. is you can become very good at that specialization, but it's not helping your overall health. So I think it's good we're decoding CrossFit a little bit. It isn't just that you throw something out there for somebody and say, watch this, you know, because yeah. sometimes it is fun to watch uh, someone implode, especially if you've just imploded in the class before. Uh, but that's not the overall goal. The overall goal is to throw those different stressors in there. Uh, somewhat to get people to exercise facing a mental challenge. You talk about overall health. Well, look, when people get put in a vice in their life, they're going to go to things often that are not very healthy to try to cope with that stuff. So right. being able to prove to yourself in these different stressors, and you and I have had this conversation many times, I'm going to throw some different stressors at you inside of uh, the CrossFit gym so that when you get that different stressor in your life, when your child or your wife or your, your boss brings you that different stressor, you know about that response and you know that that you have that ability which affects your health in that in that moment but hunter it also affects your health long term because you don't go to these unhealthy things uh, uh to cope you know so I, th I think the overall health is a huge thing that crossfit is it should be known more for uh but isn't so we've got measurable progress we've we've talked about that we've got the overall health i think the, the one for me it really comes and this is going to be simplistic because uh, i'm just a guy that joined a crossfit box and i'm you know got hooked and i'm trying to get better but i'm just an average dude that goes in there every day for me it is confidence 
the first time I walked into uh, to CrossFit, well, it actually took a guy about a year and a half <laughs> to badger me uh, to get in there. But the first time I walked in, and I, I was just a broken man. I uh, suffered from a lot of illness as a young man, and I'd kind of convinced myself that I had a certain level of capability, and that's all I was going to be good at. And I didn't want to put myself in that environment where I would have to do a pull up or I would have to have to do a burpee. And uh, I just had no confidence. But over time, because of people's investment in me and and consistently going it built my confidence what i didn't realize though is that confidence was spreading into other things i realized i'm actually a better person than i was giving myself credit for in responding to that sort of stress and i think i see that most often when people come in especially in the first year uh it it gets a little fine-tuned that idea of confidence gets fine-tuned after that first 12 months but in the first year that is probably the predominant thing that i see i mean people start getting PRs on particular lifts or on some of those benchmark workouts, not because they have a better front rack or not because they're necessarily more in shape. They have just built the confidence to be able to attack the challenge in front of them. Absolutely. And uh, I've noticed that the, the challenges that are coming uh, at me in my life, I almost visualize, this may sound a little kooky, but I almost visualize when I hear that clock ticking down from 10, I have that sound going off in my mind. Like there's a new stressor. I'm going to take some time and collect myself and then I'm going to fight this until either it makes me quit or I win. You know, so I think for me, it's confidence. I don't know if that is necessarily part of y'all's story, but do you see that in other athletes? Absolutely. I, you know, we see it every single day. People will come into the gym and there'll be a specific workout and you can see it in their eyes. Sometimes they'll even say it like, I don't, I don't know if I'm be able to do this, you know, or they'll see a movement. And when they first start, I don't think I could ever do that. And then they work and they're able to do it. And what better feeling is there than not being able to do something or thinking you're not being able to do something and then being able to do it or after a while working towards it and being able to achieve it. That's just, a, there's no better feeling. And that, tra- I mean, that translates straight into life. I mean, there's things every single day where things hit us. Uh, we think that oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't know if I can handle this, but then you can, you know, and every single time you do that, you're building up your own self-confidence just a little bit. You're building up your own self-trust. You're trusting yourself more and more every single time. Cause I mean, deep down, I think a lot of people don't really trust themselves. They're not, they haven't built that trust, but if you come and you, you push yourself through a hard workout and you finish it, you're, you're adding to your, to your self, self-trust and self-worth a little bit more every single time. Yeah. And that's just, I would, Uh, say today that's not going to be possible if you're joining a 24-hour place and wandering in and just kind of doing what you feel confident in doing and getting on machines maybe spend some time on the treadmill you are missing out on that other percentage of what exercise what fitness can actually do for you and going at things that you believe that you couldn't accomplish it's just it's just so big for me not only in the beginning but let me retract a little bit what i said about that first year there are different levels that you can go into when you're participating in crossfit you start attacking new things or you decide you're going to focus on okay i've been avoiding this olympic lift for a really long time or i've stated let's be honest 115 is the safe weight on pretty much every (laughs) olympic lift once i get to 115 i've i've done it but when you get involved with crossfit you're most likely going to have people around you that are going to tell you hey you need to put down that 35 pound kettlebell and you need to pick up something a little more heavy they start to tell you you should have more confidence because of what i see in you so to have a coach come alongside you and to have just kind of the general tone of a crossfit box is i think this is true for all of them you can do this you can do this and most of us in our lives we don't have a lot of those voices uh, that are for us that are telling us that we can actually accomplish something So this brings us to maybe one of the most pivotal parts, I think, when when Glassman was putting this together. He really understood, and I think it's been a big part of the reason uh, that it's been so successful, not only the physical results, but this one word, community community and i know you've got a pretty uh close gauge on this you've got your finger on the pulse uh, especially of crossfit the community inside of crossfit you're particip- we're, we're all participating in it but people draw you in even when you're coaching a class the people who are in in the back of the building are mm-hmm. wanting to talk to you about this and that and the other uh would you say community would at least be in the top three top five reasons why crossfit is able to distance itself from other forms of exercise oh easily i think it is it's absolutely the uh, the spearhead that um, you know everything everything else is great, but what people are really going to stay for is the is the community. I've joked with people before that 
as a uh, as a coach, I feel almost like a uh, like a bartender at happy hour, except I'm serving up uh, fitness instead of drinks. <laughs> and um, but yeah, like it's I'm serious. Like you've got uh, a lot of people that they come to the same class every day. You know, yeah, they want to come in and get in shape, but they also they want to come in and they want to be able to uh, uh, to see uh, see their friends and talk trash with their buddies and stuff like that. And um, that's just uh, it's just so huge from uh, from an accountability perspective i mean and and i know that i mean since uh since i'm up there all the time you know uh we can um a couple of days can go by and it'll just pop in my head you know you know i haven't seen this person here in a couple of days i'll be like hunter have you seen uh seen so and so all right well we need to we need to call him i haven't seen him in about a week and we need to figure out uh figure out what's going on and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get that other places if you have a uh, if you're doing a uh, spin class like like I was talking about earlier with 50 people in there and you don't show up for a week who's really going to notice and who's really probably you know quite frankly who's really going to care yeah people become invested in, in other people so there's a couple of different layers community is a big buzzword even outside of, of fitness but uh, there's a couple of different layers of community one is I'm going to attend probably a class regularly and other people are doing that same thing so I get to know them there's also this kind of shared buy-in for particular type of results yeah uh, one thing that I've noticed from both of you guys that I, I just want to celebrate you for a minute I mean there's so many people that go in there that are winning very small battles they see you guys that have, are winning very big battles doing these workouts that they could never do but there's something in the CrossFit community that is very intentional about celebrating people who can't do as much you know like of course we're going to sell there's the froning thing <laughs> we're going to celebrate guys that are just superhuman and Fraser. but there's something that in a, in the community of crossfit where you're able to feel like froning just for your particular victory and yeah. uh, there aren't a lot of places that i can go uh where i feel like even those very small things that i know are small but when someone walks over when a, an elite level athlete walks over and gives me a fist bump for getting a pr on a benchmark workout in, that was three seconds that maybe if i did that workout again the next day i couldn't get that pr for three seconds but it's like the whole place stops to celebrate because right. we know each other we know exactly what that victory meant to that individual person i think people are really looking for that so it's it's interesting that i'm walking into a crossfit box because i want to get better individually but i think it gets down to that measurable progress some some days i will go in to coyote so that i can see someone because i know they're going to do a great job on this workout and i want to be there for them and i know when i'm sitting in the uh, what we call it the pain cave right the dark place where everything right. just starts to go dark the thing that pushes me through a lot is when somebody that that i respect that i know knows me starts yelling at me telling me something that i don't believe about myself i mean to me that is the really that's the pivotal part of, of the crossfit community when somebody just walks by and says you can do this you start to believe that you know so i, I just think community is such a, a big part of that and gets us to something that you were mentioning off mic uh hunter that's the fact that you're going to stick with it this small win and progress thing which one would you rank higher the small win and progress or the community what helps people stick with this for years and years Oh, I, I'll probably say community is the biggest thing. Um, you know, you, you can kind of work out on your own and you can set goals for yourself and keep working to achieve those. And that'll, that'll keep you going for a while. But if you have that buddy who's, who's counting on you, uh, that you see in that workout every day, every day, the same class every day, and, and you quit coming, they're gonna be like, Hey man, where are you? What, what have you been doing? Um, I always tell people the 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 cheapest and easiest way to make friends is to join a CrossFit gym. You know, you walk in you walk in a gym, you get, you know, if you say you go to the four thirty class every day, there's gonna be the same ten, fifteen people in there every single day. All of a sudden you got ten and fifteen friends, you're doing this shared experience every day. You're you're going through this this workout together. It's kinda like uh, you know, if you played sports like you know, you practice and practice and practice, and all of a sudden you're closer to all those other guys because they're going through the same thing with you, working towards the same common goal. All of a sudden, you have have these new friends. Um, if I kind of kind of going off track a little bit, but if I'm traveling and I go somewhere and I want to meet some people, I just go to a CrossFit gym. Drop into a CrossFit gym. Everybody's super friendly. They're gonna they're gonna come and talk to you, and, and all of a sudden they'll be like, "Hey, you know, you should go eat at this place. Hey, you you should go. You know, if you, what are you what are you in town for? How long are you in town for? Hey, we're going out to get drinks tonight. You know, you want to come meet us. My sister Meredith played softball in Italy for a year. 
all the people she hung out with were the CrossFit people. She joined a CrossFit gym. That's who she hung out with. We went to visit her. They took us out to eat. They showed us all the cool places. We were hanging out with them the whole time. It was it was a blast, you know. And, and so it's just really great community that you develop through this shared suffering. You know, you become closer and you and you get a bond with these people. But I think that's ultimately what pe- keeps people coming back is, hey, I'm I'm friends with this guy. You know, I've been through a lot with him. I want to go see him. Maybe I don't feel like working out today, but I don't want to let him down because I know he's going to be there and and I need to be there with him. And and like Chris was saying, you know, if somebody hadn't hadn't been at the gym a couple of weeks, it's like, man, hey, where where is he? You know, where what's going on with him? Is he okay? Let me let me check on him. Let, let me, and you know, that that's something that goes on every single day. So, I think that you develop those relationships. Uh, you kind of go through it together and that's what's going to keep people coming back. One of the things I love to see is uh, you get past that hour that's assigned for the workout and you, you notice, and I know you guys noticed that people are outside or they're sitting at the front and they're, they're just talking, they're not talking about fitness. They're talking about life. I think it starts a conversation about, man, that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. but we made it. But then it translates to, Hey man, how are your kids or what's going on at work? Or, you know, you seemed a little off. I mean, we, this community is so tight in these CrossFit boxes that you know if a guy that's normally good at a particular movement isn't good at that movement, you're able to ask, hey, what what happened today, man? You're usually knocking these pull-ups out. I saw you coming off the bar a lot. And uh, oftentimes that opens up conversations about life and, and stressors that are going on. So this, yeah, this level of shared community, I think, is, is a really big deal. And I, th- I think one of the cool things about it, too, is like even though the community's so tight-knit, it's not so tight knit that it's not welcoming because like right. I'm, I'm still fresh to the whole thing. And the second I walk in, people that I've never met in my life are asking me questions about like, you know, how are you what's gotten you involved? You know, what was your what's your past with fitness? What do you do? It's not it's not a you know, it's not cultish or anything like that. It's very much a community that's looking out for you with genuine concern for like, you know, how you're doing. How's your experience been? you know what do you think of hunter is he way better than what I expected? <laughs> stuff like that so i think it's it's a super inviting community that if you haven't given it a shot yet you absolutely should i think too you know a lot of people are really intimidated because they're they're scared that people are going to be watching them when they're work out and they're going to be judging them about oh, this person's not in very very good shape and it's the complete opposite. You know, we've all seen it. Like the person who finishes last is the person who gets the most cheers because everybody's been there. Everybody's been in a workout that, that it sucks and they don't do well and it's just hard and everybody's feeling the same pain. So everybody, you know, people aren't watching and judging people. Oh, this person can't do this. this no, because every, there's all, there's something that everybody can't do in CrossFit, right. no matter how good you are. And there's something that somebody else is better than you at no matter what. And so, you know, people are not going to be watching you and judging you. It's the complete opposite. They're going to be cheering for you and trying to build you up because they've been there. They've done that. They they know what it's like to walk into a CrossFit gym on the first day and, and be scared and intimidated. Yeah, it, it goes even deeper than that, too. I think one of the rules that hangs on our wall is you don't put your equipment away until everyone is done. I mean, as part every community has rules. And I think you're right, Chase. This, these CrossFit communities are very concerned about being inclusive uh, because they know what's at stake and most people that are involved in in crossfit have tried other things and bailed on that for particular reasons Uh, but having this sense of community and celebrating the last i think the last is celebrated more than the first you're absolutely right about that one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in CrossFit is, um, and, and not just in, on Murph because this happens on Murph all the time, but on an average Tuesday when a workout is really difficult and the clock won't save you, the kind of workouts I hate, you know, and those usually involve running. But when someone who finished first or the the class part of the class that finished first, and you got two or three people that are just fighting it that day. The people who would love to be done, who would love to hit the showers or go home, they go, they double back for that person who is struggling that day and come alongside them and they, they are a community in the pain, you know, and there's just a way of going about life that way is just so different. It pulls you out of isolation. And, and I know there are so many people, men and women that have joined up with CrossFit. They don't have a huge community outside of the gym, but they can build one inside of the gym and then it ends up ends up spilling out so yeah i think we should celebrate this part of crossfit more and i love the fact that we're not having to talk about percentage muscle mass gain we're not (laughs) we're not tearing up you know which supplement is best we're saying 
all of these items on this list are saying we are choosing CrossFit as a genre of fitness because of all of these things that it does comprehensively. And I think that's true to the, to the guys that started it originally. They wanted to be able to, to measure fitness, but they also wanted to make sure that people could do everyday activities. I know, Chris, you've told me from time to time, if you can't lay down on the floor and stand back up as many times as you want, you've got a big problem. Yeah, I may disagree with your burpee definition there, but I do, <laughs> I do understand what you're trying to say. So, yeah, I think this conversation is, is really valuable, something that we can kind of continue as we go on the weeks talking about CrossFit in particular, but fitness uh, overall. One thing that I want to get back to that, uh, you know, last time we were together, we ended up arguing for about 45 minutes on movies. This is another lightning rod topic that is just, man, I want to hear your answers to, and I want to hear if Chris has 19 different categories for this particular (laughs) thing. Uh, But I'd love to discuss our top five bands. Like Desert Island type stuff? Yes. So when I say top five, what I'm actually saying is, if you were to be dropped off uh, on an island, and don't don't come at me with how you would charge your device and all that kind of stuff. That's just like, stay away from that. Solar yeah. energy. But if you only had five bands to listen to for the rest of your time on planet Earth, what would they be? What would they be? Top five bands, and I'm not limiting to just a decade because there are bands all over all over all the decades that are amazing. And I'll also open up this to say you could say that a solo artist is a band. They have a band behind them. Maybe they're sold as a solo artist. So top five, I feel like we're all going to appreciate each other's answers and probably be more kind than, than we were in the movie discussion. Yeah. <laughs> right, so do we want to do like At we least did, that's what I'm asking yeah. for. Do we want to do like we did last episode where we went like number by number or are we just going to do all five at one no, time? I think it was pretty interesting to me when we had to bat them around. We had the whole Adam Sandler thing that affected your entire list. Oh, yeah. It's so train wrecked everything. <laughs> One thing we have to do is like, is is Journey an acceptable answer? Nope. Or is that just a softball and that's everybody's guilty pleasure? I would Not go, I would go Boston uh, over Journey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, they have will, more consistent hits. I will actually go there with you. Thank you. Boston yeah. over Journey? I can yeah. dig Boston, man. Mm-hmm. What? Wow. Would, once we stop recording, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> about this. Uh, so, okay. So we taught our top five bands across, across all decades, uh, including solo artists, if you so choose. I think we're, we'll start with Hunter. Maybe we'll wrap up with Chris because I feel like he'll pull a rabbit out of his hat. And uh, <laughs> anyway, as he's talking about bands. So here we go, Hunter. Top five. We're going to start with number five. And let me just say, because we got to get the rules out here, because these guys are rule breakers. <laughs> Don't give me like, well, it was a triple tie. In my, in my <laughs> so you could pick eight. Like, I want to hear five bands. All right. So uh, stranded on a desert island, I think, you know, it, you got to take into account the the number of songs that they have. You know, if you got a, a a really good band that only has one album, maybe have three or four good songs, you're gonna get tired of that after a little while. You know what I mean? So no matter how good they are, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Uh, my number five, uh, Incubus. Uh, Incubus. Mm. That they, they got a good variety. They got a lot of good songs. Um, so they got some hard rock. They got some soft rock. So so I, I'm gonna go with Incubus for number five. Incubus very creative video too although you couldn't watch that on a desert island i'm gonna allow you to have like a device with spotify but not a television so uh pretty cool all right so chase you're looking very pensive over there yeah. uh you're, you're going to have to choose a five no, don't worry just, it won't be in the matrix category so <laughs> maybe i don't know i reviewed my <laughs> list it's gonna be kind of left field but this when i say this name i need you to have an open mind <laughs> oh man and Read this answer is about to be really crappy. <laughs> no, no, it's a great answer. It just probably won't garner Justin respect. Bieber. If you have to explain to me your answer, <laughs> it's it, it, you go ahead. Me. Go ahead. All right, my number five is Harry Styles. Now, <laughs> listen to this. Listen, listen. Not no. One Direction. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. All right, Chris, let's listen. throw it over to you. <laughs> we can well, edit that. This part is out. not One Direction. <laughs> you need to hear that. But if you have not listened to Harry Styles' solo album that he just Why put out... Why would I? Have you heard it? Why would I? It's nuts. <laughs> it's so good. So I don't care. I respect myself enough to give an honest answer, and that's my honest answer. My number five is Harry that's Styles. That's wonderful for you. I'm glad a, you have a high a, level of self-respect. Jamming, it's a jamming album. Jamming. Wow. I'll put the G on there. All right. Well, okay. I'll follow up. I'm going to make you feel better, and I'm going for this just unapologetically. Uh, I would have to have James Taylor. 
I would have to. The guy is Word. a singer songwriter legend. He's unbelievable at his as his instrument. He has a huge catalog, not only of hits but of kind of like B sides that are pretty good too. Uh, now it isn't like a, a boy band reject. I don't. Th- James Taylor was never in a boy band, was he? Shut up. Yeah. So that trumps your answer, Chase. Uh, so I'm I'm going to take James Taylor. I think most people when they're listening to a, if a James Taylor song comes on the radio or comes over a Spotify playlist. They're not. They're probably not going to skip it. But he personally, for me, I've seen him a few times live. Just have a lot of respect for that guy as a musician, <laughs> like not as a family man, but yeah. as as a singer songwriter. All right, so that's my five. Your five, Chris. What, hang on, we probably do. We no, need to take th- a commercial th- break is, for our sponsors. Or? <laughs> no, th- this isn't going to be nearly as in depth as my uh, as my movies. But um, given the the whole desert island thing, I lo- I love uh, variety with my music. Like it'd be really hard for me to go the rest of my life with only like one genre. So the first uh, genre to get on there. <laughs> Would be hip hop. Here he goes. Uh, and I'm going with. Would be kung fu. No, and I'm going with. Uh, Karate kid. I'm going with uh, with three six mafia for oh, hip hop. Nice. Because because for me with uh, like if I'm going to listen to hip hop, I want it. I want it hardcore. I want it real. I want it raw. That's why I like well, I like three six mafia because they don't hold uh, they don't hold anything back. Some good old Memphis boys mm. and um, the uh, the Untouchables album was just rap gold you've just spoken for every guy from suburbia mm-hmm. <laughs> three six mafia is the soundtrack to my high school pretty much. <laughs> if you went to a party in high school that's all i was playing was three six mafia. so did they did they make your list no no they didn't make no, your list all right so your island does not have aggressive hip-hop. keeping it real hip-hop yeah all right so we go to number four then so keeping in line with that uh variety might catch a little flack for this one, but don't worry about it. Eagles, we're welcome. You're not, Eagles, Eagles. No, oh, yeah. oh, we're in full support. Yes. Listen here, if Absolutely. you skip Hotel California and uh, yeah. Desperado, yeah. the rest of their stuff is incredible. Hotel California is just way overplayed, but Eagles, man, it, just soft rock. I mean, you, easy listening music. They got wide variety. Of good. You're already good on stuff, a beach. So you, yeah. Well yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. So is there is there going to be beer on this island? I think that might affect the uh, the record that we're listening to i'll say we'll probably yeah not an unlimited supply every day but so you if gotta coast a little bit if you're listening to the eagles you can have a beer right a so. beer, <laughs> yeah, a beer. Right. <laughs> how big is this beer it's a very large beer yeah man i didn't think about the eagles but that is that is very it's not well the played. eagles it's eagles yeah oh sorry okay i didn't think about <laughs> that's a real fan yeah <laughs> I didn't think about eagles it's not james taylor's james h taylor <laughs> i don't i don't i'm not bothered by hotel california i'm not bothered by that i, I don't think it represents the eagles well i'll agree it's but, like its own entity at this point you know yeah, what i mean does I that just, make sense it's like separate from the band it's just yeah. like its own own thing there was a thing where like spinning the record backwards i mean that you know they were intentional about how they marketed that album and uh, so it, it's probably successful in the way they need it to be but uh you know don henley is a drummer then he comes out as a solo artist but you're not going to have any of those songs but eagles yeah well played so um i feel like chase is going to follow up with michael buble uh <laughs> But I'm eager to hear the answer. All right, so my number four. Nick Jonas. <laughs> Good call. No. Uh, my number four is Childish Gambino. Because I know it yeah, right over Benson. Right over my head. Surely y'all Says know Says the 40-year-old. I know the one song they have that. Uh, oh, my. I cannot believe. All I right, quit, well, I quit listening to new music after like 2007. That's my list. <laughs> Shop with first Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know how to elaborate anymore. He just has a lot of... He's very uh, chill. And that's about the only bit of chill I have on my list. So I needed a little bit to kind of... So you convincing me to listen to... What's his name? Childish Gambino. Okay. He's, if I need to... Uh, I think you could get behind it. I'm already going to be pretty chill on an island stranded by myself. But if there, if I ever just get really keyed up... Yeah. Well, the, I mean, if you're, what's, what's the one song he's got out that, that's been in... Uh, Redbone is the yeah. one that got real popular. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's been on at the gym before, Ben. Okay. I'm, I'm usually in a really intense mood. The music disappears uh, in the gym there. So <laughs> That's how I finish my workouts. Is I can get to the end of this song. That's okay. the only way I can make it through the bike. <laughs> you did say that the <laughs> other day. You were, uh, what were you doing? The uh, the assault bike for calories. Yeah. And you were Stupid measuring. <laughs> <laughs> you were measuring. All right, if I, if I can just 
keep for this song that'll be three minutes yep. yeah. yeah so how many songs did it take you you're going to 50 calories eight minutes no, eight so minutes. one played through hotel california yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part about uh, checking out but never leaving that was yeah. so true for you right. sitting on the bike all right so we're on number four i know this is this is going to be a lightning rod but you guys need to understand that i'm almost 40 okay so hang in there with me my number four and it kind of breaks my heart to put him this low on the list is the dave matthews band oh yeah yeah, really, really, really big. Now, let me hopefully you, this will gain me. You some have a fame. lot to go with there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so let me, the, does it include his covers, by the way? Because he's done a lot of them. Yeah, I'm okay with covers. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. You got um, you know the Hendrix stuff that mm-hmm. he's covers pretty good, but for me, uh, Dave Matthews saved me from country music. That is that is a definition. Why of would a you need saving from country music? I don't understand. Well, <laughs> you know, if it's if it's the classic stuff, I'm all right. But so I spent a lot of time. Uh, we shouldn't talk about towns because people are listening to this all over the world. But I was immersed in in like the Mark Chestnut kind of country music. You know, like yeah, the, sure. like the Neil McCoy stuff. The mullet days. Yeah, the stuff you wouldn't be proud of. You know, I never had starched jeans, but I was I was pretty much in that genre of music that's all I was listening to and I'm and I changed towns and a guy introduced me to a bootleg tape of Dave Matthews and everything changed for me so I will still listen to Dave Matthews that was a bootleg tape yeah it was a bootleg tape so was, you know he was still mm. like touring around at colleges and stuff playing the frat parties that he's you know made fun of oh, for nice. now yeah and that's how that's how I got it was a tape from a frat party and it was pretty big under the table and dreaming for me is is pretty pretty big album so if i'm stranded and i need some memories of the good times there you go i'm gonna turn on a little dave matthews christopher yeah my number four pretty much does exact it's pretty much like exactly like that like the like the same reason you like dave matthews the same reason that i like this guy um he kind of falls in that same category too Corey smith is my number four Corey smith so i was introduced to Corey smith in college and um everybody knows him for the uh you know uh the 21 song and uh and stuff like that, and um, if pe- a lot of people they they just kind of took it took it at face value. They didn't really get past that. It was a lot of just kind of like, you know college party drinking songs. But uh, if you really um, if you listen to the rest of his stuff, I mean, one he's extremely talented. He's uh, uh, fully written uh, and produced every single album and every song that he's ever done. And he goes a lot deeper than just you know reliving the college days and stuff like that. He's got a lot of really great stuff. You talk like you guys are best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of way. Yeah. Him and Corey chilling. Yeah. Anytime you need him, he's there, right? He just texts me. <laughs> he's All like, right, hey, you mentioned to me? How does, uh, how does Hunter follow Eagles? Oh, uh, number three, Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, oh, f- so good. Fleetwood Mac is just classic, classic. A lot of different types of songs. Man, they got like 10 or 15 songs that I could just listen to over and over and over again. Um, soundtrack to so many TV shows and movies. Uh, so man, Fleetwood Mac up there, one of the best. Yeah, I'll agree with that. They're not on my list, but I was just listening to them yesterday. Uh, man, so good. Fleetwood Mac, so good. Good luck, Chase, following Fleetwood Mac. I'm so glad <laughs> you're fun. next. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, my number three is Cage the Elephant. I, I don't know if any of you guys know. Who yeah, that is. I know yeah. Ben doesn't. Yeah. There's no way Ben. Oh no, yeah, this is post 2007. Yeah, huh? I, I know. True. No, no, I don't listen to them, but I know of them. Yeah, just something about them. They they fulfill my need for kind of chaotic music that still jams out really hard. They're like Americana, right? They're they're, they're the definition of indie music of indie rock. Okay, which okay. is a special special part in my heart. Gotcha. So they're, yeah, you like to be three. the outsider. I'm just kind of a lone drifter, yeah. man. All right, we'll follow my my number three, and this is going to offend a lot of my friends. I'm scared for this to go public, but. My number three is Bon Iver. I knew that was coming. Yeah, he's my number you three. You lost a lot of people right there, mainly because they don't know who that is. Yeah, no. That, I mean, Justin Vernon, I think more people know of him than they, they realize. But uh, this guy, lyrically, and he's, man, he just steps out. And I can listen to his music a lot because it's very, a lot of it is pretty melancholy. And that's it's very sad. Yeah, that's the mood I'm in mostly. Wow, this just went really wow. dark. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mood I'm in most, especially if I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit here and listen to an album. I'm just in a particular place when that happens. And I think if I'm if I'm on a deserted island by myself for the rest of time, I would want someone to be sad with me, you know, other than just a, a volleyball. Can you spell that? Bon Iver? Yeah. B O N space I V E R. Oh, okay. Very bon, good. Bon Iver. It oh. means something about winter. What does it mean? 
I don't remember. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's worth listening. To. I think most Good. people though will search for I don't it. Speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> most people will search. <laughs> search for you ate the whole wheel of cheese <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Spanish not even mad it's amazing <laughs> alright please take the spotlight off me I had to mention it most people will search for it's it and say this good. is weird he's but good yeah okay well even though I'm stranded on a desert island I've got to get my workout in and Hunter knows when my playlist comes on at the gym it gets a little more it gets a little more intense so my uh, my workout band is going to be Breaking Benjamin Whoa! Uh huh. Yep. Whoa! <laughs> Dagger the chase is hard. <laughs> no. Oh God! No shame. That's yeah. No fine. shame at all. Yeah. For the, I mean, I love, I love working out to, uh, to them because if you listen to their, to their lyrics, it makes no sense no. and it doesn't really go anywhere. But I do, uh, I do like, uh, I do like that style of rock, and um, it's something that I can kind of put on. It's and uh, it just gives me gives me background noise. I don't have to worry about you know like oh I need to sit here and jam out to this song for a minute. I can work out and get it done and just uh, and it serves its purpose. Mm. So Hunter, your next one's Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> We're not to number one yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us your number two uh, that just yeah. lost out to Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to have have some good eighties in there. Uh, uh, so it's got to be Journey. Uh, Journey, I mean, really got into him in college. 80s were huge with the people I went to college with. I mean, just good party band. Uh, I had their CD. I listened to it. The greatest hit CD. I listened to it over and over in my car uh, in college. So, man, Journey, tough to beat. You got a lot of great memories associated with their, their music, too. So, Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Journey, I, man, that's a little bit – that's hard to fight. You know what? I wasn't expecting Hunter to go like more, more for the classics. Man, I'm a classic guy, man. I'm a yeah. Renaissance man. Yeah, yeah, that's a man. I'm, <laughs> Hunter's got an old soul when it comes. I do to have an old soul. Sure. What yeah. I what I know now is that I could take a pretty lengthy car ride with Hunter, and it would be okay musically. Good variety. Hey, I will give us a 300 song playlist that'll get us to California. Man, I'm <laughs> like I'm intrigued. Maybe we should release that on on Spotify. Maybe we? we record a podcast on our drive to California. Mm. In the background, it's just Hunter's music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When we get to California, we will go to a CrossFit. You need, box. You need to get on Spotify, search my name, check out my chill playlist. I think you'd be, uh, think you'd like it. Wow, I'm totally intrigued. It doesn't have any Bon Iver on it. Spotify no, it, it sure doesn't. He'll, he and it never will. will. It sure never will. It never will. All right, so we're to number two, Chase. Number two. Your number two, yeah. All right, I'm probably going to steal some of your thunder right here, Ben, so I apologize. Sure. But he belongs on the list, and that's John Mayer. John Mayer mm. is, without a doubt, one of the most. If not, if if you don't like him, then you got to at least respect him just because of how good a guitar player he is. Maybe that's just me. As you a mean don't player. like I'll, him? As I'll, a human, I'll give you that as yeah, a human he, being. He, yeah, okay. and just his way with words. He's he's too smart for his own good. But I like what it does to his music. So that's, I that's why you identify that. with him so exactly. much. Too smart for me. Yeah. <laughs> just too smart for your genius. Yeah, but he's just. I don't. He's he's bounced around enough. Uh, genre-wise, that it's not—it's still the same kind of feel, but uh, there's enough variety there to get me through it. And it's like five or six albums. Look, Eric Clapton respects him. That's enough for me, right? There. Right. Okay. So I'm very surprised. Actually, I would have predicted Mayor to be your number one. Mayor, close. Mayor is your number two. All right. So uh, my number two—I got to bring you back one of those bands, the coming of age bands. Counting Crows, mm. my number two. Yeah. Uh, that now the recent stuff that they've released is beyond slightly embarrassing hot garbage yeah yeah but i mean you know mr jones and and he and he dated somebody yeah. from friends the friends cast so i was like man there's just like this <laughs> is the whole pack there i wanted to date somebody from friends uh but chandler that, yeah, right, yeah yeah me and chandler hey hey a uh, long december that's a good melancholy song man. yeah that's yeah see song. so i'm telling you like you long, need a good cry sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I mentioned Mr. Jones. You guys talk about Long December. We got a lot Miller's Angels. There's just a lot of tracks that I feel like I I listen to those songs and it just it takes me to a good place. I feel like for me, a guy's got to be a good lyricist. So you look at James Taylor, can write a good song. Uh, well, maybe we shouldn't talk about Dave Matthews that much, but you look at John Mayer, he can write a good song. You look mm -hmm. at uh, County Crows, that guy can write a good song. Uh, and I and also Bon Iver, you you have to have a guy for me that has spent significant time recording his depression. Yeah, yeah, and I think it. yeah, they all they all fall into that. So, yeah. uh, all right, so that County Crows band number two, Chris. I'm I'm can't wait for your answer. 
I tell you what, I'm learning a lot from this discussion, and one of the main things I'm learning is that if me and Chase took a road trip together, we would probably run each other. try to run each other <laughs> off the road. <laughs> but, hey, hey, because uh, no. I'm pretty sure, because <laughs> uh, given the uh, given the track record, I'm pretty sure he's not going to go with me on this one. But that's okay because this guy is the undisputed king of country music, and that is George Strait. Ooh. Ooh. If I had, I it, respect the man, but I just hate country music. I, uh, understandable. It's not. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, his uh, the song uh, "You'll Be There." If I had to go the rest of my life without hearing that, it would be it'd be awful. It'd be a terrible existence. It's, it is probably my favorite song. Period of all time. I'm just I mean, relieved. This is number two, and he's talking like that. Yep. That's I know. crazy. I'm mm-hmm. relieved he didn't say Metallica. Yeah, but that that may be on its way. Spoiler alert, Metallica is not on this list. Oh, oh man, but yeah. George Strait is. Yeah. <laughs> I just go hand in hand. I thought one followed the other. <laughs> so, I don't know that I know the track that you're talking about, though. I mean, he's got so many. Uh, George Strait does. But yeah, that's a res- yeah. respectable number two. Now I understand your question about being saved from country music. All right, number one. This is what we've been building the anticipation for three hours over. <laughs> I wish I could try and predict Hunters, but I literally have no, no idea. Clue, no, no clue. No clue. It's just like Andrea no, Bocelli. It's, it's going to be no doubt. All over the place. <laughs> no <doubt. laughs> oh, my Okay, goodness. guys, it's Creed. <laughs> oh, if nothing else, just to do the impression the entire time. Oh, really. well, well. I'm just wondering why everybody's laughing at that. <laughs> So I'll change my number one. All right, so number one, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Man, yeah. Red Hot we'll is just so so classic. Uh, Other Side, that's one of my favorite songs of all time, Californication, uh, Scar Tissue, man. I've seen him in concert a couple times. Oh, man, so good. Not as big of a fan since John Frusciante left the band of uh, their last couple albums, uh, but, man, they've they've got so much good stuff out there. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, it's tough to beat them. They're a very rare miss, yeah. for sure. Yeah. They pretty yeah. much hit on everything. They got a lot done in the early 2000s. Yeah. And in the 90s. It's yeah. very 90s. difficult to have the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers playing and not sing along. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you got to be careful about who's in the car with you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a real shame that that genre of music is just dying. Yeah. Man, they put on a really good show, too. They? they really do, yeah. I could believe that. They're crazy. They're all crazy. The guys, the the guys doing backflips off the off the uh, off, off the uh, off the drummers uh, stand. So it's awesome. I think our listeners should check out if they haven't already the carpool karaoke that they're in. It was very good, shockingly yeah. good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. They were really into it. I think they felt proud to be on it. Yeah, so. them and uh, Foo Fighters just killed that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I stole your number one. I didn't mean to say <laughs> I did not, actually. <laughs> All right, Chase is number one. All right, so my number one is, I wouldn't call it a lesser-known band, but I, I don't think a lot of people would be expecting it, but it's Colony House. I Colony don't know House, if yeah. you guys know who they are or not. They're kind of newer. They're definitely yeah, underground. They're they're way past 2007. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But uh, their, their second album, they only have two albums, but their second album has gotten more playtime from me than probably the other four on my list combined. You know it's what's just, not going to get more playtime is this episode since you said that band. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. You need to go. Done. You need we, to go. we should chart our uh, our listening category. <laughs> just like yeah. saying that. Everybody's how many, all right, how many eye rolls occurred every Colony time I spoke? House, like, what is that? Right? A real estate company? Yeah. <laughs> when you bring the twenty three year old here, man, like, just, like an apartment go. complex. But, hey, I'll stick by them. No, it and sounds like a rehab facility. Is what it really sounds like. The Colony House. Man, I spent six months at the Colony House. Yeah, it's a rough go. All right, so we've already discussed who's your number two. Is my number one is uh, John Mayer. He's my number one because man, I'll listen to all of his, even all the way back to where people were comparing him to Dave Matthews, and he really wasn't. Not way. Yeah, uh, it was a difficult time for him, I'm sure. Yeah, but I will listen to all of his albums, specifically Born and Raised. Mm -hmm. Man, so good. He's coming out of a coming out of a breakup, which is basically all that John Mayer ever does. (laughs) Uh, But that that album for me, he's got a track on there that uh, the line. A particular line he says, "I'm a good man with a good heart. Had a tough time. Had a rough start." I'm like, man, that is just a that's a great line. So man, he's been putting out good music for a long time. I can remember. I think my friend first told me about him in seventh grade. Yep. How good Jeez. he was. So it's yeah, been let's a long, get that timeline. Yeah, that's a long time. I, I did was, love uh, "Man on the Side." That was a good song. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I was married when I first heard about John Mayer. You were in seventh grade? Yeah. I think I was in the womb. Jeez. So that would have been like uh, 1998, <laughs> yeah, You're like, like you're yeah. at your locker or something. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, my number one, John Mayer, I think it's it's a respectable answer. Could we just all agree that that allows me out of the jail that Matrix put me in last episode? <laughs> okay, thank you. That's yeah. really what I was after. All right, number one from Chris. 
the greatest American rock band and probably the most drug resilient group of guys on the face of the earth. <laughs> Aerosmith. 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 Yeah. I thought you were going to say Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. That is my guy, though. Yeah. I can listen. If, if you just want to hang out with somebody on the desert island, it'd be Kid Rock, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It would be entertaining. He's got his garden in the back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of. Of. Yeah. What? Summer Squash. So, Aerosmith. What? <laughs> yeah. So, Aerosmith. I, I could go with that. I, I kind of, after a couple of Aerosmith tracks, I'm like, uh, but that's uh, not you. Not for me, bro. Yeah. yeah. Any, anybody else on the Aerosmith train? I mean, I respect the energy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they got some good stuff, I guess, but they're not in my top five. So probably the most famous collaboration of this generation, though, with the the Run DMC collaboration. That was was a good move. Pretty genius. Put them back on the map, right? Mm -hmm. So interesting top five. I feel like we probably caused a lot of uh, local arguments on on bands and uh, and. Probably the searches for Bon Iver have just spiked. <laughs> you know, people looking for that. So uh, I don't know. Great discussion, guys. So we've got uh, closing up the episode today, Hunter. We've got some stuff we're going to roll out with recommendations of things that we're watching, reading, listening to uh, that would be good for our listeners to to take uh, a dive into. You've got some stuff you want to talk about as we're wrapping up today. Yeah. So uh, kind of want to uh, you know put out some weekly recommendations. Uh, mine, I got, I got two of them. They're both documentaries. First, uh, a documentary called Icarus. It's on Netflix. Uh, go check it out. It's, it started out as a, a documentary. This guy, he's an amateur cyclist, uh, and he wants to show how uh, there's a lot of people cheating in the in the amateur cycling world. How easy it is to cheat, do steroids. So he he gets in contact with this American guy scientist who's going to help him do it. The scientist backs out. And he get, puts him in touch with a Russian scientist. Uh, he starts working the Russian scientist. Russian scientist goes through the whole cycle of regimen. It's just insane, all the stuff he does. Uh, go, does goes and does the uh, the race or whatever. But the, the real cool part is about this time, the whole Russian doping scandal starts coming out. Um, this Russian scientist is right in the middle of it. The guy, you know, so he's starting to to put out stuff that that the Russians have been doing to cheat in the Olympics. Um, he has to flee to America so he doesn't get killed. Literally doesn't get killed. One of his friends, they, he has a heart attack, you know, but that he, he thinks that the, the Russian government killed him. But it goes all the way up to Putin. But basically, like, these guys were sneaking into the, to the Olympic village where they hit, uh, had the uh, urine and were switching urine samples out in the middle of the night, stuff like that. Been going on for years. He's naming all these these people who are who have been helping them cheat and get gold medals and stuff uh through doping it's been going on for decades so really really interesting uh if you have netflix go check it out it's called icarus so it's a whistleblower story yeah know? somewhat yeah uh and and did, did you guys follow the russian doping scandal at all when it came out uh, oh, right yeah. before the olympics yeah. so this is all that, that timeline but this is the guy who talked to the new york times and 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 had the uh had the uh, the info put out there. He's actually in the witness protection program right now in America. So unbelievable, really, really, really good, really intense. But it's just crazy to show. To watch that this weekend. Yeah, it's crazy to show the depths that they were going through to cheat, and you know it makes you wonder who else is doing. He has he has a lot of confidence in the American Witness Protection Program to think that, <laughs> that we could hide anybody from the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> Including yeah. me. I mean, I'm thankful he blew it wide open because it was frustrating as an American for so long to see all these Russians just whipping up in all mm-hmm. these categories yep, and now yep. we find out totally not uh not honorable the way yeah. that it happened. I mean, so it was it was the world's worst kept secret for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah now now we have some facts. All right. So yeah, I've, I've skipped over that honestly a few times on my Netflix feed, but yeah. I may take some time to watch I, it. I would, I would I would check it out for sure. It's good. The other one, have you guys ever seen the thirty for thirties on ESPN? The oh, documentaries yeah, they do. Who oh, hadn't? Yeah. They are so good. I recommend all of them really. But there's one I watched is called The Gospel According to Mac. And yes. I, I didn't even I I didn't really know much about it. I didn't know what to expect. It's about the guy who coached Colorado football uh, in the late '80s, early '90s, and I knew they were pretty good back then. I knew they had Cordell Stewart. Um, you know, Rashad Salam was there too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So they had they had all that going on. So I didn't really know much about it. I kind of watched it, not really you know expecting much. 
man, it was incredible. This guy, he was such a good guy. He was taking these guys out of the inner city and was just having a profound impact. And you can tell the impact he had on these guys' lives just by listening to their interviews, the way they talk about them, how they're like, how they present themselves now. Um, man, it, it's, I, I, I got him caught up in emotional in the middle of it because one of his players, you know, ends up getting cancer in the middle of it and dies. And so like, and this same player had gotten his daughter pregnant. And so it's just like this whole interweaving of things going on. But man, this guy, he took this team, uh, they ended up winning a national championship and then he left football completely and started promise keepers. So I didn't even know all this was going on. You know, I went into it, not really expecting much, but man, it's, probably the best 30 for 30 i've seen it is really really good so i would i would highly recommend that too. where do i find it uh if you have um comcast it's on on demand on comcast you can go find it if not go to espn they replay it every now and then search for it um if it comes on record it i don't think it's on netflix yet yeah i haven't i haven't seen we're popping on those yeah yeah Yeah. if if it's not on netflix yet it'll be there soon if not just go on espn try to record it if you got comcast uh watch it on demand so this week's uh weekly recommends we've got a doping scandal and an inspirational college football coach yep both of which I saw. So what I like about it is I don't have to read anything. Yeah, yeah. I, can just, I can just watch. We got to ease into before we start throwing the, the books out yeah, there. You I know. can just watch some. So, all right, great discussion uh, this week, guys. I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and do this. One thing we always want to ask our listeners to do is to take the time to like, rate, and share uh, what's going on here in the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Just to spread the word a little bit, hit that button, that box with the arrow to share it with people that you think might be interested, and uh, also be sure to kick up some conversations about your your bands and uh, get some arguments started. We think it'll be a good convo.